0: A property manager by trade, Mayad allah's managed to establish himself as an artist in the field of drawing and sketching. How did he reach this level of confidence, you ask? Well, repetition. Unlock his golden nuggets, tips, and tricks in this episode and listen as we talk about the only way to become a better artist, why tracing an existing drawing is a step you should take, how to ace your drawing perspective, a secret to capturing shadows, and how to navigate through self-doubt. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at EtcherLab.com. Hey, this is Jessie from Etcher. We believe in your power to create. So we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art. The podcast. So much for agreeing to do this interview, and welcome to Make More Art. I am I am excited to learn more about your story. I, pretty interesting because I know you have a day job uh, managing group of companies and uh, properties, right? And but you also do art on the side. How you got? to this point, we would love to know. But first, can you share a little bit more about your journey, how you get started? I'm sure it's gonna be filled with a lot of stories, but I am all ears.
1: Uh, first of all, hi, good to meet you. And thank you for uh, inviting me to this interview. I'm honored. Um, So it all started at probably the age of eight. When I was absolutely obsessed with drawing cartoons, so I used to spend hours drawing uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Goofies, and and I got myself into all sorts of uh, cartoon caricatures. And then for a long time, I forgot all about it. It just became like a distant memory, and I. Uh, you get on with life, and you pick up golf and squash and water skiing, and and you forget to uh, to to how to use a pen. Uh, I my day job is actually designing luxury houses. Uh, and I run a group of companies, they're all in property. So we have an interior design business, we have uh, an architectural business, we have a a construction business, all sorts of, so it's all about property. Mm -hmm. And I got into designing luxury houses uh, about 20 years ago. Uh, In an area where I live in Surrey, the whole thing boomed and everybody wanted mega houses. And they're quite nice to design and they're really beautiful to build as well. So I got into it and I started working with uh, local architects. You know, you're never really happy unless you do the thing yourself. So I start, I don't want to be uncomplimentary to anyone, mm-hmm. but I always felt I can do better. <laughs> Okay. so uh well to my disappointment i couldn't i just thought i could but that's uh so uh, i started playing around with some designs uh for houses and uh, to my surprise people like them so i thought oh my god there is a market here to building and designing luxury houses mm-hmm. so i started all these big houses uh and they did very well, and they sold well. And and then I started getting frustrated. When you sit in front of a client, you want to basically show them something and get them excited. And you grab a pen, and the result looks diabolical. And you think, okay, this is not good. I'm embarrassing myself. I should be able to draw better. Mm. And that's when I started sketching. So I started sketching just really to be able to sit in front of a client and and say do you want it like this or like this and then the sketches were looking okay but i thought they looked awful and then i started working more and more on my sketches and the sketches got a little bit better and i thought it'd be nice to have them in color And then I started working with um, markers, you know, pro markers? Yes. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But everything felt a little bit too plasticky for me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted that really soft, romantic look when you design a house. And I thought, hey, it's easy. How difficult can watercolor be? Well, I didn't realize it really was a pain in the backside. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. You buy a couple of brushes, get a piece of paper and what? So you buy the paper, you buy the brushes and you don't realize you put the wrong paper, you put the wrong brushes. You don't know what you're doing. then suddenly you think oh my god i really know nothing about this
2: Mm.
1: it's very humbling because for me i've built my own business i'm a relatively confident sort of person and i thought you know it can't be that hard you know there are so many people doing it Mm -hmm. and then when you try it and it looks like a dog's dinner you think well maybe it is actually bit harder than i thought Hmm. but i'm a stubborn mule and i don't give up so i thought okay that's it youtube that drove me insane Mm -hmm. youtube drove me insane because the problem with youtube is it's great if you want to learn how to do something particular so if i want to know how to blend Uh, you know, how to get a green, you go on YouTube, and it tells you it's yellow and blue, and you get green. Yes. But it doesn't actually hold your hand through the journey. It gives you facts, it gives you demos of what you want to deliver. But when you don't actually even know what you're trying to do, then YouTube is really difficult, because where do you start? What do I do? So, I started looking at artists on YouTube who design houses,
2: hmm.
1: and of course, they show you what what they are doing, and it never really worked. It really never worked. You know, you you try to imitate, uh, and and you try to imitate some. Have you tried imitating somebody else's
2: art?
0: I did. That was what. You- where we we did the same thing. I went on YouTube and I tried painting roses. And yeah. mine was a disaster. It looked like a cabbage, but I thought it was you know it, the the way it was shown on YouTube like step by step. I thought I was confident enough that I could replicate it, but I was so wrong. It <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't
1: work.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's impossible for an amateur artist to pick up a video on YouTube and replicate it. I think um, it's impossible for many reasons. A, because every artist has a different style. Every artist has a different sto- stroke, the brush, the co- the blending. of the. There's so many things. Yeah. So I started getting really... I mean, I tell you, I've got a room full of pro markers and watercolors and and the mistake i made is you think by just buying a pro marker you're gonna know how to use it on a piece of paper and that and then and then i discovered something which actually made all the difference the only way to become an artist is through doing the same thing thousands and thousands of times. And I could not, maybe I'm thick or maybe I'm slow, but I could not find a replacement to repetition. And the most I have learned is through when you repeat the same thing again and and again and again, you do it and you make a mistake and you think, oh, I did it differently and it actually looks better. And then suddenly you think, wait a second, oh, if I do this, it's good. And then you say, ah, that's how this worked. So about five years ago, I started the sketching journey.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So, and and I've just been looking back at them and they look awful my sketches of five years ago. Uh, and I'm very confident to see that some other artists have done the same over five years. When they go back, they look at how bad it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I started adding, so, so I thought, okay, well, I can't get color. I don't understand color. I couldn't understand what actual color means. I couldn't even look at it. I actually thought I was colorblind. Uh, because I didn't really understand color at all. And so I thought, okay, I'm not gonna uh, kill myself over this. I'm gonna start my journey with black and white and a splash of green. And I thought, okay, well, I can sketch with ink and pen now, barely. I'll use a bit of green. So I just chose three greens and that's all I did. And because I just did the same thing again and again and again and again, actually it got better. And that gave me the courage to add a few other colors here and there. Mm. Until now, I am relatively confident with colors. The other thing that's really important, I bought, uh, I uh, downloaded a piece of software called sketchbook
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay it's like procreate and what i did is i spent months tracing over photographs oh okay tracing 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 so i was when you trace over an existing drawing you start to actually discover lies you didn't realize existed
2: hmm
1: you start to understand certain angles, certain ratios, certain proportions. And I started building a bit of an art over in, and then I stopped racing and I started drawing on sketchbook. And because of course the computer is very forgiving, thank God, (laughs) there's always an eraser, you rub things, you do it again, you rub things, you do it again. And, uh, And when I started feeling very comfortable with sketchbook, I got really bored,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that's when I started thinking. Okay, I'm now confident enough uh, to to take uh, to actually take out uh, some of my watercolor paper, my my brushes. But just to tell you one thing,
2: yeah,
1: my daughter bought me a sketchbook
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a birthday present a nice sketchbook as a birthday present, about four or five years ago. And I said, that is so precious for me, for my daughter, that I'm only going to use it when I don't make mistakes. Okay. How many pages have I drawn in that sketchbook so far? Zero.
0: Really? You haven't used it?
1: I'm still not confident enough to ruin my daughter's present.
0: Oh, that precious, huh? Yeah. So precious. Okay. But wow. So, so,
1: yeah. So that's, so what I'm trying to tell you is uh, you still, no matter how good you get, you still think, ah, it's not good enough. So practice, practice, practice.
0: Wow. And doodle, doodle, doodle.
1: Okay.
0: I have picked a up a lot, a lot from what you just shared, odd. Um, I mean, from nothing can replace repetition, building up your confidence by practicing and drawing exact same thing over and over. You mentioned thousands of times. But also, even with that gap, um, getting frustrated, starting out something, what, what I like about that story is that you saw a need there was a pain point that you have identified and from there that's where it started like you identified okay these sketches I can do better and then you realize that okay I I need to study more I need to learn more about this craft and you didn't stop it like you said it yourself you're the type of person that is a stubborn mule who never gives up and you learned a lot from that journey and you are continuously learning hearing you talk about that sketchbook that you haven't used. It's a surprising because when I look at your works, I mean they are look so good, so precise. And just hearing you talk about how you reach this point of that con level of confidence to be able to sketch houses and landscapes. And yet very humble to say that you are still not confident to even use that sketchbook is
1: i'm very scared to use it i don't (laughs) want to make i want a perfect (laughs) book and i don't feel i'm good enough yet
0: Mm -hmm. Mm um well yeah that's surprising really but i guess it's because it's so precious for you and it's it's also good to to hear coming from a seasoned artist like yourself that you know, self-doubt is part of it, right? The, the 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 critic in us will always look at our works and say that this can this can be better. This there are still areas for improvement, or for the lack of a better term, say that you're not good enough. But in the eyes of people looking at your works, these are really good, these are really good art pieces and you're such a pro. So I want to touch on that real quick because a lot of the listeners, Mayad, are hobbyists and enthusiasts. And that, that feeling that you mentioned about you're still scared to make mistakes, it's a common feeling that everyone has. I, when I started, I was so scared to even show anyone my works because I'm sure they were going to, for others, they were like, oh, that's so good. It looks like a flower, a, a rose, a piece mm-hmm. of rose. But from from my perspective, oh my gosh, no, this looks like a, ca- a cabbage. But how, how do you navigate through that, you know, thinking and mindset that whenever that attacks you and you know make you feel that no this isn't good enough especially that when you work with clients for commission works how do you best- well and you know to navigate through those yeah
1: there are two different sides to this and, and they're very very different mindsets mm-hmm. first one is the art and i think you have to you have to see humor in your own failings You know, if you take yourself too seriously or if you take the art too seriously, uh, that's a dead end for me. So the first thing is, you've got to basically look at yourself and you think, my God, you are awful. Yeah. And you have to actually say it with a smile. And yes, occasionally you get annoyed. But first of all, you have to. You have to uh, look at yourself with humor because otherwise look art is is for us to enjoy Mm. Uh, so don't be too serious so that's the first thing Uh, and i'm very blessed i have i live with my partner and she has a very 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 good eye and i tell you if i have shown her maybe a thousand watercolour trees, and if I show her one more tree, she will probably smack me with a pan. In fact, not probably, she will for sure. Uh And and it makes me laugh. I keep drawing another tree and she keeps telling me, this is good, this is bad, get off my case. And she shouts at me for showing her trees, but enjoy it. So to me, And now I think I can just about draw a tree. Hmm. Uh, So for me, just have some humor with your work. Don't take yourself too seriously. That's my, that answers the first question. How do you get over the Hmm. frustration? Yeah. When you do commission work, it's very different because you're actually charging people money to do something for them. And therefore that to me, is a complete different mindset. And the worst part of it is, is when you get a fairly particular client who wants specific things. And you know, uh, the worst part is when you've drawn a drawing and it's watercolor and they say, oh, one client said to me, is it possible? Is it too late to add a tree here? And you think, (laughs) what? (laughs) I've just finished the drawings. You can't add a tree now, madam. Uh, So i tell you what I do, which is interesting. Well, to me, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I take commissions, I assess right at the beginning whether the client is going to be uh, focused, they know what they want bang, Mm -hmm. or whether they're going to be a little bit more fluid in
0: their thinking. Okay.
1: So the ones that are not very decisive, what do we do? I draw it digitally for them.
2: Oh, Yes.
1: Because I know, I know for sure they're going to ask me to add a tree somewhere or (laughs) something. Yeah. So to me when I feel, and when you're drawing, so on the confidence level, when you're drawing digitally, you always get you can, if you're not happy, erase, do again, again, and again, again. So, therefore, the ones that I do pen, ink, and watercolor, uh, let me just show you something. Uh, I'm doing a very, uh, uh, what's the right word? Moody, gothic uh Sort of a bit of a darker, uh, a darker uh, look for someone. He wants to put this uh, gaming type of image on T-shirts. Oh,
2: okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You see this pile of paper here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh You see this clock tower, and you see this clock tower, and you see this, and you see the clock towers. And I can now show you 40, 50 drawings that I have done in order to get to a point where I think I can now put it actually on canvas. So, when you're drawing commissions that are outside your comfort zone, Mm. practice them so many times before you draw them. If something is within your comfort zone, then pick up the pen and the reason i'm mentioning that is because i know a number of my followers on instagram they do commissions as well Mm. but what i see people doing all the time is they go straight into their drawings
2: Uh
1: as opposed to practice 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 and then draw it Yeah? yeah uh so that's my advice, is if something you feel super comfortable with, draw it. Otherwise, back to the old repetition.
0: Repetition. I think that's a really major golden nugget that I'm getting from, from you, Mayad. It's It's interesting. You said that, you know, your take is very interesting. And I find it very interesting because for other artists, right, they would recommend that you explore different subjects all at once and try and figure out which ones resonate with you but and then repeat that process over and over. But with you, it's focus on the one subject, repeatedly practice it over and over. And I think it makes sense because you build that, um, you build on it. Um, You mentioned earlier when you were talking about, okay, you thought that you have all of these copies of Works that you've done repeatedly, and then you saw that, okay, I made a mistake here, but hey, this looks a lot better with that stroke or with that line. So, for someone who is starting out, that would be your recommendation to focus on just one subject, would you say, and draw it over and over? You mentioned trees earlier.
1: Yeah. I mean, look. Everybody's character is different.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's quite important. Uh, My brain uh, works in a way that if I want to be good at something, I want to be really good at that thing. My mom has taken up art recently.
2: Oh, Yeah, at the age of
1: 80. Uh, And she gets bored. And she says, oh, one day she draws a tree, one day she draws a bird,
2: one day she draws <laughs> a
1: house, and, and she gets bored and she keeps changing. Mm. And I think for her, that seems to work.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: But she also says, I'm never be good. I'm never gonna be good.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So if you wanna have fun and draw different things and enjoy different things, that's fine. I am obsessing over being really, really, really good. Good. And if you want to be really, really, really good, I think you do what you said, learn something, and then build on it, Hmm. Uh, rather than look. What is the uh, uh, what is the shortest distance between two points? A straight line.
2: Line, yes.
1: Why zigzag? Just go straight there. If you want to go there, just go there. Don't go everywhere else.
0: Uh And by
1: the way, uh, so what do you like drawing? You like drawing flowers?
0: Yes, I do a lot of loose florals. Okay.
1: So you're probably very good at it. I'm sure you are. (laughs) Uh, How different is that to drawing houses? It's quite different, right?
0: It's very different. Very different. Yeah.
1: Do you think you can be as good with your flowers? If one day you're drawing flowers, the next day houses, the next day people, then animals.
0: No, for me to be able to say that I am comfortable drawing florals, I did exactly what you did. A lot of florals. I mean, I could go back and look at my sketchbooks and all of those, you know, torn pages of sketch, and they're all loose florals. Different versions of loose florals over and over. And they're not quite... I mean, I could have tried trees, but no, I did focus on florals and florals alone.
1: And and that uh, you've done exactly what I what I did to get better. Mm. But if you want to have fun, then play around.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean, you said art is we were supposed to enjoy art. So I yeah, you're absolutely right when you said it. people have different, um, I guess, learning ways of learning um and then for others it's good to practice and practice practice focus on one thing i i kind of related with habits though with what you you said when you you know when something is you're doing something continuously i forgot if it's 14 days or 21 days straight then it becomes a habit so
1: is that right
0: i think i'm I'm not sure and people can correct me if i'm wrong in the comments but i think a number of days if you continuously do something repeatedly consistently for x number of days then it becomes a habit and Mm. it becomes you know part of your lifestyle that you're not putting a lot of effort to do it because it's part of your lifestyle so I think with with what you did and what I did and trying to to get more confidence in drawing the things that we draw or things that we paint is to repeatedly do it over and over that works for me. And, and then great. maybe mm-hmm.
1: maybe every so often play around with different options on the same thing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And then that's how you slowly, slowly expand your vocabulary.
0: I love it. I think you mentioned that with colors.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was- I, I started <laughs> with green, with green because that's the only. F- I mean, I needed green. I had to use green because. You have to have a tree when you draw a house. Yes. So I needed green. Hmm. And then once you, I've learned green, then you add a little bit of yellow and then you add a little bit of this. And and before you know it, okay. oh my God, I've got a whole palette.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I, I like that. I like that uh, way of learning about colors. It's also a way to learn about colors because when you talk about green, right? For a lot of people who are not very well versed with, you know, palettes and, and the color is, of course, when you say green, it's just one shade of green. But when you are practicing and trying to understand, you know, learn a skills, especially with art, you know, there are a lot of shades of green, different shades of green. And you start to understand, okay, it works well with this when you mix this with this. And then like what you said, you slowly branch out and add in more and more. Um, I remember in one of your posts um, about shadows, and you said that, you know for some people when we think of shadows it's usually gray and then you mentioned that when you look closer at what you what you uh what you created it's actually a sh- a darker shade of green what you use do you remember that that post well
1: i'm i'm very very impressed you even read this
0: yeah i actually i kind of saw you on instagram i was just looking at oh. I was actually looking at some of your posts and I find it very interesting because there are a lot of really good points there that if if I'm starting out I mean I could literally learn by just reading um and you're very generous with sharing your you know techniques and some of the technicalities about light and shadows uh, perspective blending layering and I I that caught my attention because in my perspective when I say shadows normally it's yeah it's gray Mm. Uh, that, that was quite interesting when you said, okay, well, so I had to zoom in, I had to yeah. zoom in the, the 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 post from Instagram and, ah, this is absolutely a darker shade of blue.
1: Well, I, I used to think shadows were gray.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> I mean, everybody thinks shadows are gray and they never
2: are.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I mean, of course, sometimes they are. Of course, there are gray shadows, but but the majority of the time, they're not really gray. Mm -hmm. And that was a revelation. I oh, that's another thing, that's Mm -hmm. another thing that really frustrated me for years. Shadows.
0: Shadows. Uh huh.
1: God, have you tried looking at shadows on YouTube? Oh
0: my God, it's so hard. That shadows, light, and reflection. It's impossible. That I how how do they do?
1: And oh, by the way, did I? The other thing that I saw is. Is apparently there is a whole degree, i.e., course, you, whether it's university degree or not. But there's a science of studying shadows. And I thought I'm just drawing houses. I just want to know. I mean, I tell you what used to drive me crazy is you have a window uh-huh. and you think, okay, well, I know the sun is coming from the right. Hmm. Therefore, I know the shadow is going to be there. But where does it start? Where does it end?
2: Uh, Honestly. Okay.
1: It's so hard to find. So you go around, you go around London looking at windows and you look at the shadows. And you know the problem? What is it? You never have sunlight in London. Oh, yeah. So it's always grey.
0: Always grey. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so you gray. can't even
1: look at windows.
2: I mean, I look out at the is- window,
1: there are no shadows.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So so that was very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I had to work it out for myself in terms of the geometry of where the shadows are. But sorry to digress, yes. Uh, And through lots and lots of uh, scrambling around for information, uh, I learned that shadows are not always Mm grey, which actually was quite good fun because you think, hey, I can do... This could be more interesting. I can use darker colors, stronger colors. Uh, and I think people should experiment with shadows in terms of color. Shadows in terms of uh, composition. Mm. Um, I don't know how people find that information. I, I bet you, I dare you the next week uh, find Uh, A few good tutorials on how to create good shadows on windows, on doors. Uh, I couldn't find them. Where does it start? I mean, without going technical, because you know the window sets inside a reveal, right? Yes. And the depth of that window and the depth of the reveal tells you the depth of the shadow. The deeper the window, the deeper the shadow, right? Right. Okay. So where is the problem? The problem is, what you don't work out is, of course, the reason why we can't find that information is because the time of year mm. and the country you're in is and the fact. time of day it's a fact. affects yeah. the shadows. Yes. So I came to this magical conclusion. I don't give a hoot. I'm going to draw all my shadows how I think they I look
0: really. nice. <laughs> and that's it. Yes. I think that's the way to go when you talk about shadows. Because you're absolutely yeah. right. It's it's I, I shadows, light, reflections, those are really I don't know, it's so complex, so complicated, so difficult for a lot of people to I mean, how do you even right show shadows the reflections and how the light is peeking through whatever like leaves and lines, and you know so i i I think i'm going to follow your your
1: yeah just do what you think looks good and then and then strangely enough after a while Mm. you start to have your own style of shadows and before you know it people are saying hey this looks good and you think oh Well, it was only an experiment,
2: Uh but it works, right?
1: So, so that's where we are with shadows. Is it's basically make it up unless you're blessed and you lived in a sunny country, (laughs) then you can literally just look out of the window.
0: Okay, there is my shadow. The light is going outside. Okay,
2: yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I find the the London weather. That is a good. That is a good punchline on on shadows. And why you cannot see shadows on, on windows when you walk around London is because it's always gray.
1: Especially in the winter, yeah. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly.
0: What what about the blending, the layering aspect of things in, in your works, Mayad? What would be your your recommendation? Because it's a little bit tricky. When when we look when I personally look at your works, right? So there are like different layers, but it's so precise mm-hmm. at the same time. But uh, what I also notice is how you positioned your subjects. So percep um perspective is also another thing that you're very good at. So any pointers for our listeners or our audience for those
1: apps? uh Yeah. Um perspective single point two point perspectives keep it really simple Mm. please that's the only that's the main thing for somebody that wants to improve their art keep your perspectives really really simple so just to give you an idea uh and and without going too technical okay
2: yeah
1: yeah Uh, single point perspective is easy all the lines come into one point right right that's it Mm -hmm. and always put your vanishing point in the middle of your page, yeah, and draw your angles off it so that keep it simple. As soon as you complicate it, then you will end up into, you won't end up in a mess because I'm sure most people are good enough to work it out. But keep it simple and then slowly, slowly veer off simple. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: With two-point perspective, uh, my tip, is I'm just going to show you this drawing again, only because it's next to my hand. Yeah. Uh, so, with with two point perspective, if you take the object from a distance, yeah, then your your uh, lines, your perspective lines, become more and more parallel.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, Okay. so what I'm saying is, if I'm looking at the building in front of me in two-point perspective, the lines are very steep, right? Yes. Okay. You step away two miles away from that building, all the lines become parallel. So when you're working with two-point perspective, go from a distance, make your lines parallel, don't go into this converging into the vanishing points. Mm -hmm draw all your angles at the same practice, keep practicing the same angle. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And make the right and the left symmetrical.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it gives you that that two-point perspective feel, but it's keeping it simple. It's a mirror image, right and left.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like a mirror image.
1: Huh. Yeah. And, oh. and keep the angles, And try to use something like uh, 30, 35 degree angles. Mm -hmm. Don't make them 45, that's too steep. Make it a little bit shallower. And literally, and I just, uh, I I posted a lantern, uh, which is really interesting. Sorry, I find it interesting. Mm -hmm. By the way, tell me to shut up when I talk too much, yeah?
0: Oh, no, this is actually, this is really good. I'm trying to look at okay. Instagram and you mentioned lantern okay. actually. Right.
1: Here. Let me let me show you something interesting. I posted a lantern on my Instagram which is if you look at my page it is the third fifth line down on the left-hand side.
0: Yeah. So this one.
1: That's it. Have a look please at the center line Okay. Have a look at the line, not the right-hand side, not the left-hand side, but look at the middle line, please. Okay. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm showing. uh, Okay.
1: Okay. What do you see the middle line doing?
0: It's like it's dripping. It
1: doesn't look it, but it's perfectly straight in the middle. Yes, but it looks like there is a real perspective to these lines. Mm -hmm. But the center line is that straight, and then the right and the left are in exactly the same angle.
0: Angle, yeah.
1: But it's quite deceptive because it looks like as if it's coming at you.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that's what I that's what I would say practice with on two point perspective. Keep the middle line straight. Right, right and left angles at say thirty odd degrees, and it'll give you a really nice uh, effect.
0: I also layering. Like layering. I also like what you did with the light.
1: Uh, what did I do with the light?
0: Um, oh yes, that's passing through the lantern.
1: Yeah. Yeah, by just doing
0: shades of gray. gray. exactly. Thank you. Love the illusion. Uh,
1: Layering. Mm -hmm. Layering comes from two places for two reasons. The first and the real honest reason behind layering is lack of confidence. Mm. So the reason why I first started layering is because I wasn't confident enough to use the right color from the beginning.
2: Okay.
1: So I would do a soft layer mm-hmm. and then I think, oh, can I afford to go a bit deeper? Yeah, yeah, go on, put another layer, and then I'd build up several layers mm-hmm. until I'm happy. Yeah, so that's how I started by building these layers on top of each other because I basically was scared to make a mistake okay. and then I discovered that I really enjoy something. Can I show you something?
0: Of course.: Yeah,
1: Yeah. so this is my this is my board
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and I put my pad on when I draw. but I just want to show you something. Uh, do you see can you see this? Yes.: The architectural detail.:
0: It looks so real oh, my. God.
1: Thank you. Uh, Then I discovered that I love, I love layering cold and warm colors on top of each other.
0: That's interesting, cold and warm on top of each other. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I really, really enjoy now, and that's, that, that's the, um, that's the drawing I've just showed you. I love doing architectural details Mm -hmm. and starting out with raw sienna mixed with a bit of uh, burnt sienna then i add some blues on top once that dries i add some blues and then i go back and add another layer of um, uh, burnt sienna and that's not because i'm scared that's because now i enjoy it because i learned now i know what i like Hmm. but it all started with i was just too scared to put the right colors in so i that so layering again start by going simple start with building up the level slowly slowly hmm. and as you're confident use it to your own advantage so that's my yes. my tip my tip of wisdom for the day
0: love it and Mayad, with that, I know we've, our, our audience and our listeners learned a lot from what you shared. So many golden nuggets. Uh, I was actually about to ask you if there's anything that you would like to highlight or share with our audience. But at this point, I know that you will be, aside from this, listening to you talk about your journey, your tips and tricks that you just shared with us, um, especially the repetition. I really love it. And those um, techniques that you shared about perspective layering and uh, light, how how to do light, how to do shadows specifically, uh, and how to uh, leverage on the use of colors. So you will have a class with us. It's happening on the 18th at 10 a.m. UK time. So can you share a little bit more about what um, they will learn during the class so this is an in-person class by the way so yes. for those who are um, listening or based in the U.S. Um, I'm sorry that's going to be a, um, an in-person class but I'm pretty sure that when you drop by my uh, Instagram we're going to drop in his handle um, in the description box you will learn a lot from from his website he's also he has a website as well so that's also linked on, um, on Instagram. And we will also include that in the description box. But Mayad, for the in-person class, what can they expect from it?
2: So the in-person
1: class is, uh, again, talk about repetition. Look.
0: Trees, trees, and more trees.
1: <laughs> uh, not just trees, but I've done the same drawing now, mm. I don't know, 20 times. And I actually, the first time I was happy with it, but I kept doing it again and again. Uh-huh. Um, what, so what I want to share uh, next Friday, uh, the first thing is, is the actual uh, proportions because it's, it's actually quite hard looking at a building and putting it down on paper, and it doesn't look wonky, it doesn't look too tall, it doesn't look too wide.
2: Mm. It's
1: really difficult. So how do we look at a building and then make sure that it's the same proportions on paper? How do you use your pen or pencil to uh, reflect the actual building onto your paper? So that's the first thing. Uh, I want to teach. The second thing I would like to teach is how to uh, take a pencil drawing into a nice ink and pen drawing. Okay. What I'm going to do there, by the way, uh, I'm also... uh, I have learned something from YouTube the other day. You'll be pleased to hear. Um, I've learned how to uh, provide a good tracing solution uh, without using iPads. So, I've learned that I can take my ink drawing, I can scan it, Mm. I can reprint it on a specific type of GSM paper, and it comes up just enough that it can be traced over with
0: ink. Oh, cool, okay, okay. So I'm going
1: to have one of these, for every person in the class. Mm -hmm. So the ones that wanna play around with proportions using uh, a pen is great.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: the ones that feel not, they don't feel confident enough that their pencil sketch is good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give them one to literally just trace over with ink and go straight into watercolor.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: so for, so I'm just trying to cut some of the phobias out.
2: Right, yeah.
1: So proportions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: number one, number two, ink and pen, okay. number three. I want to I want to teach them about the paper. I, I don't know what paper do you use.
0: I use three hundred GSM cold press. Two hundred. Three hundred. Three hundred GSM. Telons.
1: Cotton or cellulose?
0: Uh, cotton.
1: You use cotton,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Uh so I'm going to work with etcher paper, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanna show people the difference between using cotton versus cellulose. I mean, what happens on cotton paper, what happens on cellulose paper. And then uh, I would like to uh, show them how to draw a tree. Yes. And actually a very interesting point. A tree close up is very, very, very different to a tree in a distance.
0: Mm. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, tree in a distance can be a little bit loose, a little bit uh, uh, vague, mm. and you can be quite uh, easy going with a distant tree. You bring that tree close up, like this drawing where it's at the foreground,
2: mm. it's
1: a completely different story. Yeah. And hence why I've tried all sorts of techniques of different trees at the front to decide which tree do I use. Okay, and I've settled down on a particular tree that I'm going to use, and mm-hmm. I want to share that with them. The other thing I want to share is how long it takes.
0: That's actually my question earlier: How much time do you spend? Because you do a lot of drawings, especially with repetition, that takes a huge amount of time. I know.
1: So, so I this piece that's on. Um, I was hoping to try and draw it in two hours. Uh And I have failed can I could not get that drawing done and I've done it about 10 times and I can't get it down to two hours. Okay. Good thing I'm a very patient person. So I concluded rather than going fast, Mm. is to not care, go slow. I've asked you guys if I can extend it from four hours to five hours Uh because if it takes me three hours to draw, it's going to take three and a half, four hours, including uh, so the other thing that I want to actually uh, show people is how long it takes to to draw a good, to do a good job. In that drawing that we're going to do, the tree alone is is over an hour. Mm. Just the tree. Uh, so that's the other thing that I want people to realize is that when they draw to give the right amount of time for each element in order to produce the result they want. So if you want a very loose drawing, you can do the whole thing in an hour.
2: Yeah.
1: If you draw this on a five, a small drawing in an hour,
2: yes. you
1: draw it in a four, that's three hours. You draw it in a three, that's five hours. Yeah? yeah. And the the last thing I want to uh, show them is uh, depth and shadows. How do you get your shadows on your windows?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And how do you spread the light on things like uh, clay roofs? Oh. Because you want your clay roofs to have that shimmering light because they spread. They, they twinkle, not twinkle, what's the right word? They sparkle in some sparkle. places. Mm-hmm. Well, unless they're really dirty and old, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And of course, a little bit of one point perspective as well. So, mm-hmm. a lot to learn.
0: That's jump pack. And look, uh, I,
1: I-, I see, I've just exhausted you just by talking about it.
0: No, no, you got me excited. And I wish I could be there in London to attend your class because it's really interesting. It's very detailed in the sense. And I like the fact that you structure it in a way that it's step-by-step. You build rather than, okay, these are all the stuff. This is how you paint a tree and all. You start from the basic, the foundation, and then you guide them through how to really create from the tree, to the shadows and the colors. So it's going to be a really interesting class. And I'm glad that you're doing this in person. The reason I I mentioned that as well but earlier that I was about to ask how much time do you spend on each painting is because when you watch it, and this is the difference when you watch something from YouTube and you try to learn something from YouTube, is that sometimes it's time-lapsed and There are a lot of things that were cut out from that process, and boom, you already have a pretty nice painting. But what happens, you know, in between, and what you know, the effort that you have to put in order to arrive into that output, it takes hours, like what you said. Well,
1: that's that's actually the most deceptive part of YouTube. Yes, is as you look at YouTube and you think, okay, I can do this, it's going to take me an hour. And you don't realize it's gonna take 10 hours of practice and three hours of drawing to mm. get to the same result. And that's if you're if you're even starting in the right place. Yeah. Uh, there's, by the way, one guy that does a particular tree on YouTube, mm. yeah? That I really like. I think it's a beautiful, and I'm not going to uh, mention him because I can't spell his name. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, he's Japanese. And I've tried to copy what he does on YouTube, Mm -hmm. yeah? And it is so difficult, but he makes it look so easy. And I think I'm good at trees now, and I still can't do it. So (laughs) develop your your own style.
0: I love your trees, by the way.
1: Huh? Oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: I love your trees.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. One thing I would like to ask, please, if anybody's listening, the thing that I would really love to be is a better teacher.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I would love to be a better teacher because I was very frustrated when I was learning and I want to learn how to teach the most effective way and mm-hmm. the most enjoyable way. So any that watches or listens to this podcast, what I would love to hear is what you think of my courses and how you think they can be improved? that's that okay. That I would really like to learn.
0: That's very, yeah, that's very kind of you. I mean, when when you talked about how you were frustrated when you were starting out, I, I think it's it's reflected on the way that you structure your class. Hearing you talk about how you structured it, because it, you you position yourself as someone who is a beginner you post, you structured the class with all of these questions that you had when you were starting out and i think mm. that's a good starting point for someone who would like to teach versus this is what i would like you to know this is what i would like you position you, you reverse engineered it by okay what is it that they would like to know what are their pain points what are the, the usual questions and that's why what I said that I like I I love the fact that you were that you will be doing this face to face, because, I mean, remote is of course a lot of people are doing. Here at Etcher, we're doing remote classes most of the time, but it's also a different experience altogether when when you are working, you know, side by side with a teacher, and the teacher can easily check how you position your your brush, your your pen, uh how you mix your colors, how um, the amount of water. These are some of the things that you cannot do virtually.
2: Impossible.
0: It's totally different. So Mm. this is going to be a really interesting class. And with how you detail the things that they will be learning, I'm sure everyone is pretty excited. Yeah.
2: And
1: I think the challenge is the different standards in the room. Yes because I'm guessing some people will need a little bit more attention than others. And, mm-hmm. and I like to give a lot of attention to everybody. So that's going to be an interesting challenge. Yeah. Because, because I don't know what standards, I know it's intermediate, but I don't know what standards each, I mean, what is intermediate? I have no yeah, idea. Exactly.
0: People have different definition of what it, yeah, I'm an yeah. intermediate, you know, Watercolor artist, or I'm a beginner. People have different definitions, and when you get into a class, because I've also taught, you know, kids and adults, and people have different levels of understanding as to what age they are in. um, People would want more attention every step, like every stroke, they would want someone. Is this correct or not? So, yeah, this this class is going to be very interesting, but I'm pretty sure that you can handle it, and um, given that you are coming from a place that you would want to improve the way that you teach. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing class.
1: I'm hoping that if nothing else, if we can just make it lighthearted and fun and people will enjoy the day, Hmm. then we've achieved something because it is, it is after all about having a nice time.
0: Exactly. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, if you are listening to this podcast or you're watching it from YouTube, I'm sure you enjoyed this episode. We will definitely include the details of the class into the description and to the to the blog as well. Uh but if you want to learn more about Mayad, you can visit his Instagram account.
1: Art, okay.
0: Yeah. And when you visit his Instagram, it's like wow. It's full of treasure, you guys. You you know, read through the captions as well, I recommend, because you will pick up a lot. Um, Maya, you know, I, I was supposed to ask you if you have any other golden nugget, but you have given us a lot. So what I can only say is thank you for being so generous with your talent, with your experience, with your wisdom, um, and a lot, a lot of golden nuggets with our audience and our listeners. Your class is happening this uh, November 18th at 10 a.m. UK time. Um, If you guys sign up right? if you haven't done so, please do sign up. It's going to be an amazing class. You heard it here on the podcast. You'll be learning a lot. It's going to be a jump-packed class, and it's in-person. So level up experience. Uh, Maya, anything else that you want to share with our audience before we wrap up?
1: No, I'm just really, really excited, and thank you for doing this. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear this is my at the age of sixty-one. I think this is my very first podcast, so I'm honored.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> I, I, it's it's a privilege to interview you as well. Uh, <laughs> when I was just looking at the works, I was like, I yeah, he needs to be on the podcast. I knew that it's going to be a really information-filled, knowledge-filled, wisdom-filled episode, and um, it didn't disappoint our audience. I really learned a lot from this interview, so thank you for agreeing to do this with me.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. really appreciate
0: it. Uh, All the best with your workshop. I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and uh, all the best with your works. We're going to look forward to more of your posts and captions on the ground, and take care of yourself, Maya. Thank you so much for being on Make More Art. Have you ever tried doing something over and over again until it becomes a part of your lifestyle? Well, that is a neat trick or should I say a smart hack for anyone who would like to take on art or even a new skill. I will certainly give this a try. And if you intend to do so, share with us your plans through the comments associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash mayad.